0: the hard shoulder with Kieran Cothey with Nissan on news talk tickets to Luis Capaldi's latest tour went on sale this week but he has been in the headlines in recent times for other reasons for his shenanigans in different parts of this country with one Nile horn but also For his uh, declaration, his admission that he suffers with Tourette's, he talks about becoming the poster boy he feels for Tourette's uh, syndrome since revealing the diagnosis uh, last month. Somebody who understands exactly what life with Tourette's is like is James McInerney from County Leash, who shot to fame, of course, in the Netflix BBC show Glow Up. James, you're very, very welcome uh, to the show. I mean, this might seem like a silly question to someone like yourself who understands it so much, but I'll ask it anyway. What exactly is Tourette's?
1: Well, Kieran, how are you? Happy Wednesday. Thank you so much for having me. And listen, first of all, I'm sitting in my room with no headphones on in my car, trying to chase up anyone's tail. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Right, well, Tourette's, so I suppose, like, Tourette's is basically a syndrome that the verbal form of it is, I think, what people see as the conditional stereotype, and that is coprolalia. And until recently, like professionals would have thought that coprolalia was caused by psychological problems such as extreme frustration, repressed rage, or sexuality. And it's now understood that the root of this is like, that's a symptom that's physical, but neurobiological in nature. So for me, I don't, just to really break it down, have any kind of really verbal forms of tourette. And, you know, going back, I remember in the early noughties when Big Brother was a huge thing. Um, Pete Bennett was one of the winners, and he had this form of corporal alia. So it was like the first time in mainstream media we were seeing someone with a form of Tourette rather than being like the full definition of Tourette syndrome. And I think that just kind of stuck around like mainstream media society for years until recently. For me, it's a lot more muscle ticks twitches, and then I make any of like, grunting sounds where... You know, I don't say any particular words, but it's more of like a percussion in my chest. Mm. And it kind of like sounds like kicks off my tongue. My friends and I would dub my tick as like restless leg syndrome or like a little bit of, you know, pizzazz. It's kind of like a special part of me that I suppose I've tried to hone in to be more of an empowering tool for my life rather yeah. than feeling that I should be hindered in any way. Like, you know, any involuntary outbursts of obscene words. Have been seen as like socially inappropriate or derogatory remarks. I think, you know, that equally takes as much pressure, but on people that have corporalia. But there's another thing to say when you live with tics that sometimes that middle ground is hard for people to also kind of, you know, come out of like the darkness with. Yeah. They, you know, just don't feel uh, kind of normal in certain situations. And I guess with Lewis Capaldi claiming to become like postboy for Tress, I think it's great to see. Um, everyone is affected in different ways, and we can collectively come together, I suppose, to help solve some of the, you know, just stereotypes that exist.
0: Mm. And uh, when did it first manifest itself for you, James? Those kind of ticks and the grunting that you mentioned?
1: I say, well, I've always had ticks from when I was a child. Mm. So it kind of started off at the age of like four or five. And I think everyone would always kind of give a glance or a stare, especially primary school. And then I went to a co-ed private boarding school where I guess there was a lot more focus on it. And that's when I found there was just more of an obvious struggle. I kind of just was accepted for what I was in primary school. No one really made any other means of it. But when everyone would give a glance or stare, it was kind of like before deciding how to react, I'm always prepared for that, regardless if I say it doesn't affect me. Sometimes, of course, I would feel a little bit embarrassed. And I think... I was a very easy target, you know, I'd get a laugh, I'd get a butt of a joke in school, bullies in school, I'd have any time over the past 10 years, like people would perhaps understand that, you know, it could have been easy just to pick in it rather than actually investigating what the other kind of side of it is. My closest and best friends I now have are the kind of people that weren't afraid to approach or just ask me about it. Their curiosity comes from just an honest and kind place, which makes me feel far more comfortable talking about it. I don't never mind discussing the topic or when I know it's being respected. And it's just a feat of my, you know, personality. And I think I knew growing up mm. as a very closeted queer person from rural Ireland, I was oppressing so much more of my identity, which would have given me so much more anxiety. And I found a lot more confidence and courage it takes to come out and be your true self. And that was more important to me comparing to letting living with forms of Tourette's and ticks okay. hold me back, I suppose. And I, I know that's easier for certain people.
0: Yeah. And I, I like, are there still situations? You, I know you, you, you mentioned there kind of you using it as, as something that can be empowering, as being, I suppose, part of your identity and then being proud of that mm-hmm. identity. Are there still situations, though, you go into where maybe you get a little, like flashbacks to that kind of secondary school experience? You're going into a, a, a new environment with new people you haven't met before. And <laughs> Do you know think, what? Ugh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And the most precious recent experiences. Actually, yesterday I was in Port Leash, back home in County Leash, speaking for and Nanogue. It's a youth society program mm. to help for under-18-year-olds have their voice heard on, you know, situations where they might need to, you know, speak out about local rural development. And they brought me back as a spokesperson to speak, ironically, about mental health and I suppose my career path coming from somewhere here in, like, countryside I believe, County Leash, and a big impact of it was growing up in the Midlands with Tourette's. And, you know, getting on stage, I'm 29 this year. I felt immediately almost transported to being 14 years old again. Yeah. No matter what the succession is in my career or how much I worked on so many important elements that would benefit calming some of the symptoms, like meditation is so powerful uh, because it's such a respiration thing for me, like my breathing technique, running, swimming. All those things would benefit me. but there's still days where I just have moments of weakness and it feels like it can take over. There's like bodily tremors. I sometimes might trip over myself. I've like fallen and I would equally have a twitch in my neck, which I kind of swing to the right. You have to take each day as it comes, but the biggest encounter for yourself is to not put extra pressure on yourself. And I just think that comes from having this conversation to help share like yesterday was so empowering and I was nervous on stage and I was twitching, giving it all the shots, but there was a sense of calmness afterwards once I was able to feel like there was respect and support. Mm. And you don't know who else out there might be feeling like they kind of have the hide and the light because they don't see any or other representation for it. Like, great for Lewis Capaldi. I think Billie Eilish recently came out in an interview earlier this year how she is incredibly, incredibly confused with her own forms of ticks and Tourette's um, because they kind of come in consistent patterns. But the way you somewhat lead your life and maintain your lifestyle, it's like anything for the way it's like our lifestyle will maintain our mental health. This is just one sad threat. It's like there's so many other conditions. I think it's getting more of an exposure and spotlight and more of discussion for it in the last few years, which is, you know, helping just to destigmatize against anyone feeling unnecessary pressure for just simply being the way they are.
0: listen, uh, maybe there's somebody else out there with their feeling that they're hiding their light under a bushel and they might have got something from this conversation. I hope so. Uh, Listen, thanks a million for speaking to us, James. James McInerney there from County Leash. And of course, you remember him from uh, Glow Up on Netflix and the BBC. A lot still to come uh, on The Hard Shoulder, including after the break, the great boxing coach Billy Walsh on Katie Taylor's Gold in London. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Coddegy. With Nissan. Weekdays from 4.0 on news talk